2020 was a year full of promise. Well, it turned out to be full of promise anyway, but we just didn't know what the promise was at the time. We, in retrospect, were naive and carefree. We were swimming through winter and looking forward to a summer of great swims. It didn't happen that way. This time last year, the Winter Swimming World Championships took place in Slovenia, Lake Bled, and Jeremy Wellingham and Stanley Huliasek are reminiscing in this podcast. Jeremy, welcome to Swimming Pod. Thank you, Stanley. As, um, I've still got hanging on my bedroom wall my race card from that last year, and that, that triggers memories every now and again when I see it, with the uh, entries on it of the different swims we uh, took part in, and that's, that's, a, that's a nice memory I have. It is a good memory. I regret to say I haven't done the same, although I'm tempted to hang my certificate in the toilet at some stage, along with all of my memorabilia. So, Jeremy, it's a year since the Winter Swimming World Championship. What's your most memorable memory? It's not a specific instance. It's just more an overall excitement of going somewhere where I hadn't been before at a time of year when there's not ever such a lot of things happening. It was just meeting lots of different people, being overwhelmed by the um, Lake Bled, which is a spectacular place. The whole setting and the organisation of the um, of the swimming and uh, and seeing so many people there that, that enjoy a similar activity to, to ourselves. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that many people in one place before that prepared to jump into cold water in, in February. Yeah, it was new for me as well. I mean, the, the event was set at the Olympic Rowing Centre on Lake Bled. I think there would have been some people who could be classified as Olympians, whereas I certainly don't feel that way. But it was a very inspiring sort of place. And I think one of the most memorable things was just how beautiful the setting was, the sunshine on the lake and so many wonderful people, old friends bumping into new people, making making new friends and just generally the happiness of people that were taking part in this event. I remember bumping into John uh, Cunningham Rolls, who I swam with the previous summer. I believe that was your trip to the Lafouten Islands and swimming at the top of the world. Do you want to say a bit more about that? That's where I first met him. That was a spectacular trip in, in much the same same way as uh, Lake Bled was. The setting, and even in uh, August, the water was um, it wasn't super cold, but it wasn't exactly hot either. Being inside the Arctic Circle, so that, that was quite an experience. And then to uh, to meet up again in a different setting was uh, it was rather nice the number of different swim identities i thought were a bit overwhelming beanies in club colors swimming caps revealing a club or swim identity dry robes that were embroidered and some of them sparkly i remember the lady from chile one lady i saw from chile you had the most amazing sequin dry robe which i'm sure was a, a labor of love when that was made the very fashion parade of a dry robe yes i felt quite dull in my dress sense after all that because as you say there was 
was a huge array of different dress and uh, I don't know if fashion is quite the right word and but it was definitely a, a display of people's people's feelings about is I'm looking at some photographs at the moment that we took there's a lot of flag waving going on which have Danes in particular I think is the picture I'm looking at were, were quite vocal with their their flag waving and support for their uh, current swimming people. I felt the Danes were very much together as they, they always are in Denmark and abroad, but that kind of Danish nationalism, which is very friendly and, and inclusive. I mean, I found myself at moments when I was astray somewhere, I'd find myself in the company of Danes and suddenly talking about where to swim in Copenhagen. It felt very, very homely in, in, in many ways. Also, the Swiss and their cowbells, they were really wonderful. I had a conversation with, with some of these Swiss, and it was interesting that they all turned out to come from Geneva. I've never met winter swimmers from Geneva before this event, whereas I've met a few from, from Zurich. It was really wonderful to hear the cowbells ringing in this alpine setting of, of Lake Bled, of course, just on the edge of the Julian Alps. People were friendly. So, Jeremy, how would you describe the atmosphere? It was just quite contagious, if you can excuse that use of that word now, in people's enthusiasm for just taking part, part, even when you were waiting your turn and just milling around with people. Very friendly and everyone with the same interest, everyone together. I thought the sauna tent was particularly spectacular in terms of uh, group activity. If you if you remember that standing, with normally a sauna has one wood burning stove in it. This was marquee would probably doesn't even do it justice. With uh, I think it was at least six wood burning stoves on three on either side. It was huge and just packed with people having just competed and uh, getting in to warm up. And um, is that just feeling of togetherness with like-minded people? Now, I'm a man who likes his sauna, and that sauna was the most impressive I've ever seen, in as much as it was made from materials that everybody could get. A marquee, the wood-burning stoves were, were straightforward, the insulation around them was good. Everything was put together in a really beautiful way, and in a way that could pump out so much heat. There'd be steady throughput of people, and it never went cold. And of course, you know, people milling of, of different around, people of different nationalities, all very friendly conversations to be to be struck up, friendships to be made, invitations to go visit people. Wonderful atmosphere, a warm atmosphere in a winter swimming environment. I'd never really been to anything that was quite so well organised. I mean, we've been to other cold water swimming events and they're um, normally organised. But I think because of the sheer volume of people and the uh, the time to get people through and swimming and it was very almost regimented in terms of the timing. You were given a time when you had to show up to get changed in the changing room, which was of a modest size. And then what time to leave that and what time to present yourself in a tent at the uh, edge of the swimming area and in the lake and there were rows of chairs four or five rows of chairs i think with uh, 10 chairs in each row which each chair represented the lane you were in and you sat in those and moved forward each time someone went through they had baskets to keep put your clothes in just before you uh, you got in and you handed those to people and they made sure they were at the other end when you finished your event it was quite a feat of organization and maybe that's how all big swimming events go but uh, it was a real eye-opener to me at how slick it was and how everyone managed to be there on time and do their swims and um, keep the flow going it was just a continual flow 
flow of people swimming their events. And of course, at the other end, there's the timing of everybody and putting out the results of the races on the board outside afterwards, and then shuffling from the change room to the sauna. We've already talked about the sauna in a, in a very precise and regimented way. I mean, I remember my events, the first one, I thought, God almighty, what's this? People are watching me. I really didn't like the idea of people watching me. And then by the last event, which was just a 25-meter dash, you know, when they announced my name, I put my hand in the air and people were applauding. I remember one event, 100 meters uh, breaststroke, all I concerned myself with was about keeping up with the German in the next lane. It was as simple as that. That's That was my strategy. And I wasn't too far behind him and, and that was okay. I didn't do too badly. And that was really as much strategy as I needed for this particular kind of, kind of thing. I just want to enjoy being in this place and just being among other swimmers and get a sense of the atmosphere. What about you, Joe? I found the uh, the last event, which happened to be the 25 metre one, by that point you sort of got into the um, the swing of how it was all working and you were feeling a little bit more relaxed about the idea of getting in to swim with uh, rather a lot of spectators, <laughs> weren't quite so overwhelmed by it. And because it was 25 metres instead of 100 or 50, you're sort of fairly much in your stride at that point. So you could uh, spend a bit more time talking to people on either side of me who are waiting to uh, go to our event flip through and you can see who else is in in your lane and um, out of the 10 of us uh, it was uh, I think quite happened quite often half of them were from Finland (laughs) and then the others were from um, Russia and other places so uh, you did did feel a little bit uh, sort of outclassed by uh, people from cold climbs and swimming but the one I remember the most was uh, the chap was in the next lane to me asked him where he was from because he, he said he was from Slovenia and turns out he's actually lives in Lake Bled out of 150 metres from his house and he uh, he said he'd, he'd watched these things in the past and uh, thought uh, oh, I'll just come along and see what it's like and that was uh, that was nice he was just turning up and uh, taking part in something just because he'd seen it and uh, thought it'd be a good idea to join in. I think it's great to see that the spirit of localism, people taking part because it's there, is, is really wonderful. And Slovenian people that we met were all really wonderful, charming, happy. That really helped to make it such a, a special time. Talking about the Finns, though, they really did seem to own the event. There were so many of them in their light blue outfits and their bobble hats and so on. They should look absurd, but when there's enough of them around together, you really don't feel they're absurd at all. They're really cool people who love their their winter swimming. So it was great to see that presence. Thinking about the um, different swim identities as well, something that I noticed. There were seahorses. There were Berlin Sea Dogs. There were Berlin Brandenburg Bears. There were the Clevedon Walruses. At least, I don't know if they went as walruses, but certainly there was representation of, from Clevedon near Bristol. I guess if we called ourselves any kind of grouping, we were the Oxford Dodos. If we have a motto, maybe swimming to extinction. I hope not. Did you have any particular noticeable thing beyond the Finns and the Danes and the Swedes? I remember you uh, being loaned the polar bear hat when we were waiting for the bus to go in one day. Do you remember that? I do indeed and I have a picture of that that's a Berlin Brandenburg bear they are very impressive hats big and and white very furry very serious for Berlin if you were a Brandenburg bear you would certainly feel proud of that identity I think they were lovely people yes I'm just looking at that picture now that you've mentioned about the uh, polar bear hat and you're with with the chap from Brandenburg with his um, black red and yellow scarf 
which um, somewhat bizarrely reminds me of the East German ladies' <laughs> swimming team. <laughs> which we also met at a winter swimming event in, in the UK, Parliament Hill Lido. As a relay team, we Oxford Dodos were in the next lane from the East German ladies' swimming team. Now, they are certainly a North London thing. They've got their own uniform, and they are clearly a spoof on a swimming team that was mostly women with high testosterone levels. I mean, totally women with high testosterone levels in the 1970s. And uh, the uh, East German ladies were all men. But of course, for the relay, you need to have a woman. So there was one woman, real woman, as a member of the East German ladies swimming team that, on that occasion. But yeah, it was it was fun stuff. Yes, I, re- I remember that occasion at Fish because um, the, uh, the one woman that was in the East German ladies swimming team was swimming next to me in that in that event we were in it was quite striking she's quite a slight lady so are there any men- memorable people apart from the Slovenian chap there's the American Paul who was a very fast breaststroke swimmer that I was next to in a couple of events and he was in the same event as me and and uh, we actually went out uh, for dinner with him and his family one evening if you remember Stanley I do indeed he turned out to be an economist working on some some very interesting aspects of sustainability. I'm just looking at a picture now that uh, I think you must, or someone took, as uh, him and myself just waiting in the uh, before the next event. He's got his black um, swimming hat with a USA flag on it, looking very professional. He just left everyone else standing with his breaststroke. And there were there were people from the Serpentine as well, a Serpentine Swimming Club in London, who were there. And uh, James Norton, he came second. Good to be among them, to be with them, to share food and uh, and share a few laughs and, and the occasional glass of wine. Among them was Nick Hungerford, who's now excelling in, in the swimming, and George Selko and uh, Matthew and Jana, Jana Tarma. Uh, Mikola and the person I remember is uh, is Pauline Barker, who is the um, the lady who set up the polar bear challenge. I was wanting to find her. I didn't know who she was. I know very clearly who she is now, and I, our friend. And uh, so I was asking different people if they're Pauline Barker, which is really weird. A lady in her forties who is. St- blonde. So I went to the first blonde woman who spoke English and asked her if she was Pauline Barker. Not something I would normally do, but uh, she looked amused. The second time, this blonde lady happened to be Scandinavian, and she said, oh, okay, I'll see if I can find her. Obviously Danish, wanting to help people. And then finally, I did find her, and she was in a hurry, and she was about to be in a race. And the thing is that we went to watch her race, and you could not miss her, because she was wearing the Union flag as her costume, as her hat. Every part of her was Union flag of Great Britain. She was embodying it quite happily, the most visible person on the swim deck. We've stayed in touch ever since, and now I'm doing the Polar Bear Challenge, as you are doing the Polar Bear Challenge, and her mission is to get as many people into winter swimming as possible at any level, even though she's hugely accomplished as a winter swimmer. And hadn't she, um, hadn't she just come back from winter swimming in China? She had indeed. She's she's certainly on the circuit. I mean, she's a lady who's done the ice mile many times. And the last time she did the ice mile, um, she did it swimming butterfly. Another person that comes to mind is, is Dale Ward, who uh, joined us in Oxford to, to swim at Port Meadow and other parts in Oxford over the, the Christmas of 
2019 and into 2020. She came once and then she came every day. She's a member of the uh, the Cleveland Marine Pool swimming people. Last lockdown, she's been doing a lot of bin swimming, I'd call it, or swim binning. I don't know which is the right term. Sitting in a bin full of water and posting it on, on Instagram and other places, getting her fix of cold water despite everything. So, Jeremy, would you go again? Absolutely, yes. And it's... Uh provides real focus and um, it's something that uh, everyone should enjoy doing I think and just the meeting of like-minded people and just seeing quite how many people there are and experiencing that in uh, somewhere that maybe you'd never been before. It was generally a a very very good experience and uh, not to be missed. We don't know when the next one will be or indeed where the next one will be. It should be in 2022 but we've got our swimming togs ready for it haven't we Jeremy? We have. <laughs> I don't think we talked about eating at all much, did we? No, we didn't. We forgot to talk about the cake, the kind of meringue-covered cake, the national cake of Slovenia. <laughs> Those kind of pastries, plastic pastries that were yeasty and very yellowy, saffrony coloured. I'm just looking at a picture of the beer as well. Union beer, do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember Union beer. Thank you.